You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 73. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different from the ones that I usually do, even the solo ones. Even the solo ones have a lot of preparation that go into them. I research, I read, I create a list. The interviews, obviously, I have to prepare for the guest and read about them. Obviously, they're all people that uh, I'm interested in and curious about or want to just get to know on a deeper level and become friends with. That's my selfish reason for having the guests on the show and obviously to share them with all of you. But today's episode is something that I think that we've all gone through. I think that we've all been sold on this lie that we have been told by a variety of industries, by the diet industry, by the clothing industry, by beauty, by, you know, dating people and movies and vacations and travel and money and success and all of these things that when we get a certain thing or achieve a certain level of success or beauty or fitness or any of it, that we will suddenly be a certain type of person and we will be better than who we are right now. That achieving this thing will be the catalyst to somehow liking ourselves. And I can't tell you guys or you all how I'm trying not to use guys and ladies anymore, um, just trying to be neutral, but and you'll notice that I still mess up and, and you know, that's okay. It's a process that we all go through, um, but I can't tell you how many times, hundreds probably, I have succumbed to this lie and thought and sort of gotten obsessed with the idea of me doing a certain thing will somehow fix all of my problems and make me feel calmer or whatever it is, whatever outcome that we want. And we're all searching for something. And today I want to discuss how these things happen, how we can prevent this from happening, and how we can begin to feel comfortable in our skin today. Because I think that that's what it's really about. I think that we many times don't feel comfortable in our bodies or in our minds or just being us. And especially in the world that we live in now with social media, it is so easy to compare and it's so easy to look at the lives of other people and think, oh, if I had that 
or when I have what you have, I will feel different. And that is a line that I got from a very talented author named Jeff Goins, who I saw speak at an event this January in Nashville that I was at. And he just really blew my mind because he is a successful author, somebody who has written multiple books, and he's a speaker. He you know, has created businesses and I'm pretty sure he mentors other people too. And he was just so real about success and money and what happens when we achieve certain things. And as somebody who has battled different sorts of addictions throughout her life and in different capacities, not to say that I have been like you know, a drug addict or just something like that, thankfully. Um, Obviously not judging if that's something that you have gone through, but just an addictive personality, somebody who has clung to things and people and obsessions with ideas and a perfect reality and all of that stuff. Just being super real because I think that that's something that we all go through and our society is almost predicated on that. Think about how many businesses would go out of business and go bankrupt if people wouldn't buy into the idea that we are selling them. So this isn't meant to be narcissistic. This isn't meant to be like, you know, like you'll never get what you want. It isn't meant to be like that at all. It's actually meant to be very hopeful and to know that you can have everything that you want right now, that you have actually never needed anything extra to be a better person. Like, how does that feel? How does that feel when you hear that and when you tell yourself that? It seems too simple, right? We overcomplicate stuff and it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it out to be. Now, I didn't mean for the intro to be that long and this episode is not going to be as long as my other ones, but within the next few episodes, we will have the interviews back, of course, sprinkled with these solo episodes, like mini sermons, I guess, but to give you a little bit of uh, an update on what is going on around here. I know I'm kind of switching. Before I get into the meat of the episode, though, I want to make sure that I take care of some housekeeping. Um, Prep Like a Pro 2.0 is coming in about two weeks. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be coming in March, which is this month. And we have about two weeks left. So stay tuned for the exact date. But it's going to be a week five or seven day email course with a live component to it where you'll be able to interact with me. And then Intuitive Cooking School 2.0 is coming too. So that is my signature product. That is really what I love and everything. I mean, I love everything that I do, but I really love teaching about cooking because to me, it's so much deeper than just cooking. It's about feeling confident in the kitchen and feeling confident in feeding yourself, which I think is such an amazing skill to have. Everybody should learn how to cook for themselves and it does not have to be that hard. So if you took prep like a pro and if you took intuitive cooking school, these are going to be so much more vast and information packed. Those were just like scratching the surface of the information that I'm going to be giving you all. So please stay tuned. Prep like a pro is an intro cooking course And Intuitive Cooking School is like a big, big um, behemoth of a 
cooking course. It's not even that big. I don't know why I said the word behemoth, but it is very concise and succinct and it teaches you everything that you need to know in the kitchen to just be an intuitive cook, somebody who can see what is in their fridge and make something and feel good about it and feel confident and know what to do and know the quantities. So if you took intuitive cooking school last year, this is going to be a lot more in depth. As I've mentioned before, if you are an NTP or NTC and you need to get continuing education credits, if you take intuitive cooking school, you can get six continuing education credits through the Nutritional Therapy Association, which is just so super awesome and cool. So stay tuned for that. That's coming in the next few weeks and there will be videos and a live component that go along with intuitive cooking school. You will be able to take it with me live. I will most likely make it an evergreen course, which means that it'll be available at any moment, but this might be the last time that you will do it with me live. So I will be with you every single week going over the things that we're going to be teaching or that I'm going to be teaching and you will be learning and you'll be able to interact with me and it's going to be so much fun. And I just, it makes me so happy that I can take the experience that I've had in cooking for the last five years, which to tell you the truth, I've always known that I wouldn't be a chef forever. I knew that that would just be a means to an end, which is where I am now. And and that is mentoring and teaching and coaching, which is which are the things that light me up and the things that I truly feel passionate about. Although I'm passionate about cooking, it was a way for me to learn and a way for me to sort of absorb the information that I needed in order to teach this stuff and to feel confident in it. Because I don't think anybody out there teaches cooking like I do. A couple people do. And I'm not sure they have cooking classes though. And cooking is actually a lot more simple than we think it is. So stay tuned. I would love to have you there for both of those things. So I promise that it will change the way that you feel in the kitchen and your confidence level, the way you feed yourself, and then the way that you feel so that you don't have to feel like you need to make these recipes and you don't need to feel like you have to do all of these really complicated, annoying things in order to feed yourself. Like it doesn't have to be that way. So that's just sort of my spiel. Also, the mastermind is open again. So I have some women in there already who are amazing. And I have some other women starting this summer, but there are a couple spots open right now. So if you would like to apply for my six month business mastermind, you can do so in the show notes or just send me a DM on Instagram and we can chat about that. I will be promoting that as well. So just Stay in the loop with everything that's going on. Things are going to get a lot more streamlined around here. I spent a year really seeing what I liked doing in my business. And this is the year where the real stuff is happening. And the things that I really, really, really want to do, that I see what has worked, the feedback that I've gotten and so forth have allowed me to get to that place, to this place that I'm in now. So I'm always grateful for you all that sign up for my courses and that get involved and that listen to this podcast because this is all just coming from my heart and it means the world to me that you are here and you are listening. But let's get to this topic. So this is something that I 
found out about, or I guess my eyes became open to what was really going on through the journey with my body. I spent over 20 years obsessing, picking, prodding. I mean, every bad thing that you could do to a body, I did to mine. Um, I binged and purged. I ate way too much. I starved. I controlled. I just did so many mean things to my body. Didn't listen to it. Didn't feed it enough. Didn't feed it enough carbs. I would overexercise it and just my life was just consumed with thoughts of food and what I would do. And that was because I was sold on a lie. And this is the lie I'm talking about in this podcast throughout that once I have a certain thing or do a certain thing or achieve a certain level of success in what area it is in any area, then I will be happy and I will be complete and I don't have to be in my skin anymore. And I had this really profound moment in my life where I worked so hard to get a certain body, starved myself, worked out way too much, ran to the point where my knees hurt. And it makes me so sad to say that. I almost get emotional now thinking about that. I don't run anymore except maybe short sprints, but like long distance running, hell no. No, thank you. If you like doing that, like that's awesome. It's just totally not for me. And that's okay. When it comes to movement, we can do whatever we want. And that's what's awesome about it. But when I learned about this, I got to that goal body, the way that it looked and the way that I felt in it, and nothing changed. I just had a smaller body. And that was just like, whoa, really? Like, hello, that's so rude. Why? (laughs) Why? I just couldn't believe it. Like, excuse me, I've been doing the thing I'm supposed to do in order to be happy and run on the beach and like have this perfect life. And I don't feel any different. I just have a smaller body, a body that my body is not meant to have, not eating meat, not having a period, not being healthy in my brain. Just, I I could not believe it. I was astounded at the fact that this was not working. So what did I do? I tried, decided to try something else. I went and got, even though I was passionate about getting a master's degree, I went and got a master's degree and I was like, okay, when I get, and again, let me preface this with like getting my master, like the process of getting it was one of the best years of my life. I met so many different people. I went through cooking school, which was one of the best times ever and just so many amazing opportunities and experiences But then I thought like, okay, once I like get my degree though, like then I'm going to feel like I'm like, I'm ready to like take on the world and be this person. And then that's going to really make the difference. And then I did that. And I remember I probably told this story on this podcast before. So just bear with me walking across the stage, looking out into the audience where my parents and my sister were shaking like the Dean's hand and them saying my name, my parents like so excited, standing up in the audience, clapping, my sister too, and my heart just sinking that I didn't feel any different now. Like what? Excuse me, I'm supposed to feel different now and nothing happened. And I continued to do this for a very long time. I would do it in relationships. I would even do it with clothing 
even though that sounds so dumb, like, oh, maybe if I buy this shirt and the shirt makes me feel really awesome, then I will actually feel like a complete and worthy person. And then I would do that, spend money, and, you know, that I shouldn't have been spending. Uh, And then I didn't feel any different. And it's like we are always searching outside of ourselves for things that make us feel worthy or that we think are going to make us feel worthy or we compare and we idolize people who have these lives who seem perfect like on social media and people who have a shit ton of money or actors and people in Hollywood and and whatever it is and and the reason that I am bringing this up and wanting to have this episode is because this is something that I have known for a really long time and I have felt comfortable in my skin for years now. Of course, we have our mo- all of us have our moments where we don't feel comfortable and, and that's okay. It's a process. We're never going to feel like we have arrived, which is the, you know, the bulk of this episode is that we get sold these lies that make us think like if we have this thing, then we, we will get there. And even throughout all of this, I have, I still fall under it sometimes of like, oh, just maybe if I do that, then like, that'll be the thing. And, 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 and that's not the way that it works. And the reason that I was reminded of this was, you all know that I got married, which I have talked about a lot. Um, I got married about three weeks ago and I knew that when we got married, nothing would change and nothing needed to change. We have, you know, Derek and I have a very healthy relationship and we take a lot of pride in, you know, how hard we work and how happy we are and how healthy and clean, you know, things, pure things feel between us. And in the wedding process, I think that's something that I kept in mind of like, oh, this could be something that people could get really carried away with and spend like a lot. I mean, weddings are expensive and, you know, obviously if you are in a position to to have that, you know, do whatever you want, obviously, but I can see how people can get carried away with that. It's like, and think like, oh, if I have this, then like, that'll be the perfect thing. And it's not going to be complete unless I like have this other thing and it has to be just perfect. And you just keep adding on stuff. And we decided to just have something really simple in the daytime that was beautiful. We prioritize like food, uh, drinks for the people that drink and flowers and pretty light outside and good photos. Like and dancing and happiness. Like that's really what was prioritized for us. And, and I think that that's what really matters in, in weddings. I mean, obviously to each their own, everybody does their own thing. But I, during the process of shopping for stuff and seeing, I could see how easily you would think that buying, you know, the most expensive stuff would maybe make up for the fact that the relationship isn't as good or something. So, and also throughout the registry and, and getting awesome gifts and, you know, getting a bunch of like Le Crusade pots. And I had had some, but now I have more. And I just sort of noticed myself thinking like, wow, now I have like my dream equipped kitchen and I'm still me. And in the past thinking like, oh, I'll feel complete when I have 
all of these things and I will be able to, you know, have my cooking show with like all of these awesome, um, you know, high end, like good quality, you know, I, I'm a, like, I'd rather buy pots, like, like you say pots than buy shoes or, or clothes. So that's just what I like and, and what I like spending my money on. But, you know, I just found myself noticing like, wow, now I have all these material things in my kitchen, which is what is important to me. And I'm still me. And, and again, I just found myself being reminded of my past self and my past self thinking like, wow, when you get there, like then you're going to feel like you've arrived. Or when you get married, then you're going to feel like you've arrived. And we were car shopping this weekend, just discussing stuff. And it just sort of brought me back to the present moment and thinking like nothing is different between us. And I told him that I was like, people get married to fix their relationship sometimes I feel or think that it'll change things. And it really doesn't. It just like you get to have this awesome party. And um, for us, it really didn't change anything. Like we, you know, have been committed to each other for almost five years now. So it's all fine. But I was just, again, reminded of all of these things that were sold. And especially in the entrepreneur and the business world, all of this happens with money. And I think that as someone, like I said, who has these addictive tendencies, I have transferred a lot of this stuff to my work and think like, oh, when I get to this certain level of income that I have created for myself, then I will feel secure. Then I will feel truly like I've arrived. And it is just not true because yes, of course, you get momentary happiness from these things and they feel good and you get that dopamine response, that surge of the neuro, the happy neurotransmitters, but nothing lasts and nothing feels good like everyday joy and everyday simple joy. And I just want you to know that if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, when I you know, hire this person or when I move to this city, when I buy this car or when I get married or when I have my kid or or whatever it is, wherever you go, there you are. And I know a lot of people don't like that saying, but it is true. I went to Italy when I was in my mid twenties. That's when I was living on the farms out there. And I thought that going out there, obviously I wanted to learn about the organic movement and learn how to farm stuff like that was pretty awesome that was my main prerogative for going but everything seems so idyllic right it's like oh you're out in the countryside and like just everything is perfect and I remember having a moment out there and obviously being grateful that I was there and I was near the vineyards or in the vineyard, organizing the vines. That was one of my jobs was spraying the the vines with an organic uh, spray because that's, you know, they had to be organic. So it's easier to take care of crops that are sprayed with non-organic things, obviously, because you use pesticides. So we were spraying them with like this natural thing. And I just remember being really hot and spraying these things with a beautiful view over there, but just being like, wow, like I'm just still me. I can be anywhere. And I think that we get caught up with these lies. And 
there are three things I think that we can do to not get caught up in them. And these are things that I do continuously and I hope that they help you. And the first one is to compare yourself only to yourself and measure the gain, not the gap. So many times we want to do something and we feel like we're so far away from what we want to do. It's like, wow, it's going to take me years to get there. I might as well not do it. And because that person is already there and they seem like an overnight success and like it just must be so easy for them. And that isn't necessarily true, but it is not productive at all to compare yourself to somebody who is not in your lane, who is not you. And I know that the human tendency is to compare and we have so much at our disposal for comparison, literally so much fodder. You could compare yourself all day if you wanted to. You could do it all day and never be done. So don't even go there. Uh, Take your attention back when it comes to comparison and just compare yourself to you. Measure your gain and not the gap. Not the gap from where you are now and where you want to be, but the little gains that you make every day. And that happens by doing the tiny steps that are needed, resting when you need to, but just taking like really tiny steps and knowing that those tiny steps are okay, that they will eventually get you to where you want to be. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, The second one is to be grateful for where you are right now. So know that the way that you feel about yourself right now, whether whatever it is, is how you're going to feel when you get the thing that you think will change you. So that might be shocking to some. Um, And again, you might have momentary happiness, but if you do have that big surge of happiness, it's usually followed by a big wave of disappointment because you thought the thing that would fix you would fix you, and then it didn't. I mean, I have met people who at a very young age have made millions and millions and millions of dollars doing things that didn't require a lot of work and then not being happy at all, like having the life that they wanted with like this luxury and whatever it is, and then just not having any sort of fulfillment or purpose. And that's okay. Like we all need to learn and sometimes we just need to go through stuff in order to learn and whatever anybody wants to do with their life is fine. I'm just saying that if you have a certain sense of unfulfillment that you it's worth looking at and it's worth exploring. So I would be grateful for where you are right now and who you are and and what you've accomplished. And I would just really examine how it is that you really feel about yourself do you like yourself? When was the last time that that you really truly loved yourself or showed yourself an act of love and an act of kindness towards yourself? Because a lot can just be solved with that. And then, this is sort of the last step, but um, then you can figure out what it is that you actually want. Because so many times we go searching for things that we think will make us happy and then we don't even like them. We don't even want to do them. We just think that they're going to make us happy or make us feel like we've arrived, which is just so crazy. Um, I probably shouldn't have used the word crazy, but it's so preposterous to, to think that. And I mean, we all have been there before, but our minds will play tricks on us and tell us certain stories that aren't necessarily true. 
which is, you know, just the way the mind works. But I would just evaluate, like, if I am always going to feel like me and I am going to be in this brain and in this body with these arms and these legs and these feet, what is it that I actually want to do? Like, if I, if I didn't fall under the false illusion that something is going to bring me something that it's not actually going to bring me, like that personal happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction and being comfortable in your skin, then what is it that I want to do? And what is it that I don't want to do? Make peace with that. Make peace with the things that you don't want to do. Don't give them your attention and just let them go. If you don't want to lift weights, even though I talk about lifting weights a lot and I love it, then don't do it. Find something else that you like. I do think everybody should do exercise. Um, But if something doesn't resonate with you or if you don't want to, um, you know, have a certain car or if you don't want to, you know, be part of a mastermind group or whatever it is, if you don't want to drink coffee, like I really don't know (laughs) what it is that everybody out there likes and dislikes and that's okay. Obviously, we're all different. But Make peace with the things that you don't want to do and then just don't do them. Don't put your energy into them. Even if your best friend is doing it and they're saying how amazing it is, like you don't have to do those things. You can actually do the things that you want to do and not do the things that you don't want to do. And and that is it. And, and make peace with it. Once you figure out what you don't want to do, then you can figure out what it is that you do like, what does give you personal fulfillment. And when I really think about the things that truly make me happy, when it's not under that false premise of like, buy this, do this, get this certain level of success and achievement and whatever it is, um, when I don't fall into that, the things that make me happy are so simple, like washing the dishes and just paying attention to the hot water and the soap. Like that might seem kind of weird, but I have been so happy in those moments of just being present or when it gets to be like 6.30 p.m. and the sun is setting and I'm walking my dog and the air begins to smell differently. Like that really makes me happy moving my body and just feeling that sense of pushing myself and feeling my whole self be present in the moment through weightlifting or stretching or walking or whatever it is like that really makes me happy sitting down with Derek and just being stupid and laughing like that makes me happy being with my girlfriends and just having real conversations about how stuff can be really hard sometimes and knowing and and that other people go through that too like that really makes me happy too and all of these things are free So let me say that again, you don't need to buy anything or spend money or do anything extravagant in order to be happy. I have been on, I've been fortunate enough to have my parents have taken us on lots of vacations when we were little, my sister and I were little. And although I'm so grateful for those vacations and those travels and they have made me who I am now because I've seen so much of the world and so many cultures and so many different places. I thought that like once I was on the Eiffel Tower that I would be like this fancy person and I was just still me and or eating like at the best restaurants or whatever it is, still me. 
in my same brain. So don't fall under those illusions or the clothes or the pairs of shoes or whatever it is. Don't fall under the illusion that those things are going to make you happy. Happiness and joy. I really think it's joy because to me, happiness is like this false sense of like, um, you know, it, it seems like you got to work for it, for your happiness. And, and I understand that, that sometimes I do feel like I need to work for it because working makes me feel good and working out makes me feel good and discipline makes me feel good. And that does make me happy. But what I mean, I don't mean work in the sense of discipline because I like that. And that does make me happy is promising things to myself and then doing them and, and following through and not letting myself down, not letting the people around me down either. I was not always like that, but I really mean in the sense that you have to gain something in order to be happy, like this whole thing of like the pursuit of happiness and, and it'll just keep you searching while you've had it all along. Like it's inside of you right now, that happiness that you're searching for and only you can give it to yourself. So I think even codependency can be something that can give you that false illusion that someone's going to make you happy. Like, oh, if they just like me enough or if I'm their best friend, then I'll be happy. And that's a very codependent thought. Um, I would read Codependent No More, which is a great book that I have read because I have had my um, blips with codependency and whatnot. But know that you have it all right now. And that's it. Anything that you ever want is inside of you. All the answers that you need, all of the the joy is simple and it's in this moment and you just have to pay attention and not think that you are lacking. And that's what it really comes down to. We are sold on these ideas because we think that we need something external because we lack something and you don't lack anything and you never have. Like that's the real truth. And that's why it's important to pay attention to the things that you really like doing and the things that that resonate with you because then you're doing it from a place of like, I'm just really enjoying this and I really like it and that's why I want to do it. And life can become really simple after that. And you can get a lot of, you know, fulfillment from just honoring that part of yourself that likes what you like. I have sort of been battling my whole life being different from other people. And I I know a lot of you that listen to the podcast are highly sensitive people like me, but I have just sort of recently fully accepted myself as somebody who just is not like other people. I mean, I can't party and, you know, go and do like the typical have fun thing. It just makes me feel like shit. First of all, going to bed late makes me feel terrible. Drinking makes me feel terrible really loud places and voices make me feel like shit too. And I feel, I used to feel really sad about that. I used to think like, oh God, I'm just such a drag and I'm just so annoying to be with. This was like my conversations with Derek, dragging him out of places early, like, let's just go. I got to go to bed. Me thinking that I was a burden on people or that I was boring because I feel good at home with a book or with just a few people and that's fine. Obviously, sometimes we might need to do other things that we might not want to do for our partners or for our families and like that is healthy too, being out of your comfort zone. But 
I think also being somebody who is a little quiet and has a big internal world happening. If you guys meet me in public, I am pretty extroverted, but um, I'm definitely not like this loud, boisterous person. I am pretty to myself. And I think that a lot of people take that as like, oh, she might be, I don't know, have a perception of me that I am not what I really am because I have this like internal world that is very bright and shiny and it and it takes a lot for me to tend to it and I have to take care of myself. So this morphed into something else here at the end, but again, it really just comes down to honoring yourself, being grateful for who you are, for what you've been through, accepting what you like and what you don't like and know that you have everything you need right now to live the extraordinary life that you want to. You are equipped with every single thing that you have ever wanted. It is already inside of you and that is the greatest joy because then you will be able to receive from a place of abundance and not scarcity. So I hope this resonated with you all. I hope that you have gotten some insights from this episode. Let me know if you got any gems of wisdom from this that really changed your mindset or something. And if you could please do me a big, big, big favor. I know I talk about this in the outro, but if you could subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review, it would help so much. We do have some reviews. I would love to get some more. The way that you leave a review is if you go on iTunes and even if you're subscribed to the podcast, you do need to leave I'm sorry, you do need to search for it again. So just search for Heart Food Podcast, click on it, and then you can subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would just really be appreciative and grateful if you could do that. But can't wait to continue talking with you guys and with you all, I said it again, and sharing with you. It is one of my favorite things that I do, and I can't wait for the many episodes to come and for all the potential shifts in your mindset and in your hearts that can be made on all of you that are listening right now. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.